This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. This is AMI Audio Live, bringing community events closer to you. Hey, welcome to it. It is a Sunday. We are at the Rialto Theater in Montreal in the heart of the Mile End. Somewhat mild stomping grounds. This is AMI Audio Live. I am Dave Brown. Thank you for stopping by for the next hour or so here on the mighty airwaves of AMI Audio as we are here for Spectrum Productions' ninth annual screening gala, an opportunity to celebrate excellent cinematic achievements of over 60 youth on the autism spectrum who attended Spectrum's 2018 summer camps. Over the next hour or so, we'll get a chance to meet the organizers of the event and those who who run the Spectrum Foundation, but we'll also get a chance to meet some of these young filmmakers who've all kind of dipped their toe and gotten their hands on some pretty neat projects as the evening goes along. We are here in the silent auction room of the Rialto Theatre. We're expecting a whole host of folks tonight, nearly 650 people, and we're going to be encountering all kinds of films from animation to horror and everything in between. They're screening a diverse set of shots that will inspire and entertain. Attendees, of course, can place a bit on the over 50 unique auctions here. Auction items at Silent Auction. We're in the Silent Auction area, which is already bustling with some activity. Last year, over 650 guests helped raise $55,000. All proceeds going towards supporting Spectrum's unique programming. So let's find out about the amazing work that Spectrum does. Right off the top of the show, I want to welcome in Dan Tanveen, who signs his emails in a very unique way, director of another sort. He, uh, the chief cook and bottle washer at Spectrum Productions as well. Hey, Dan, welcome to the show. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me here, Dave. So, Dan, let's get down with just sort of the, the basics here. I know I kind of mentioned it a bit off the top. What exactly is going on tonight? Well, tonight we're going to see uh, around 45 films. Uh, we have a, a wide selection, as you mentioned, of animation to live action to superhero films to uh, some very creative uh, films as well that you're just going to have to see. And, uh, you know, that's going to be a really fun part of the evening. We've got a silent auction. We've got a lot of food happening. We've got Eats with Pete. So uh, Peter, our in-house chef at Spectrum Productions, is serving some hot dogs. And uh, his slogan is, these hot dogs are to die for, which uh, if you <laughs> check out his show on YouTube, uh, you'll, you'll see his personality and his, uh, his fun way of uh, playing with food and talking about it. Well, see, now we're talking about it. I didn't even know when I signed up for this there were going to be hot dogs involved. Now we're really getting somewhere. But let's talk about the, the, the work of these young filmmakers tonight. Where did this idea come from? Because we're talking about the ninth annual year. So obviously it came as a bit of a seed and it's grown quite a bit since. Certainly. Well, um, back in uh, 2010, 2009, that was when this first started. And uh, it was really based on working with some uh, individuals at Giant Step School. So Liam, the other co-founder, and myself, we were working there uh, with folks and using video already within our uh, education platforms and seeing how great of a tool it was for storytelling. And so from that, we decided to uh, run summer camps and just saw that it works so well as a storytelling tool and to be able to use technical uh, and digital technologies to, to access those aptitudes that folks had and to really explore that and really approach it from an experimental and storytelling approach. And, uh, you know, from the beginning, we've grown into a, you know, eight programs, seven days a week, and we make, you know, hundreds of films every year and just see the, the stories and the skills grow. And so for us, that's, that's the exciting thing. It was a... Uh, 
the chance to be able to uh, give opportunities to autism in media production. That's kind of the tagline of the organization. You know, I, I want to put a pin on some of those other programs you guys run throughout the year because obviously we're celebrating tonight, but it's not something that happens in one day. It's something that really comes together over the course of an entire year. But the process for these young filmmakers to get the opportunity to sort of try their hand at something creative Making TV and making movies is not easy. <laughs> so what kind of training and what kind of guidance do you guys give these young filmmakers along the way? Uh, well, really the chance to explore what those skill sets are and taking an interest and really digging into it and then exploring that and seeing what you actually enjoy doing on a creation side. Uh, and then, of course, working with other folks too and coming together and seeing uh, one skill set that somebody else has and, and bringing that together is, is kind of the core of that. And Within those other programs, our Creative Media Lab and our professional production company is uh, one of the streams that we have, and that Creative Media Lab is really that, that piece. As you know, production takes a lot of work. Oh, my gosh. And so after <laughs> summer camp, that's the, the work that a lot of those, those folks are, are getting the chance to explore and to uh, create with and, and to learn those production techniques. And so for us, it's kind of a, it's a, an approach where we give everyone the, the chance to try what they're good at and what, they're, what they want to explore and, and find what those professional skill sets are and kind of identify a stream within the, within the organization. And that's one of the really neat things, too, that I think, not, not to get too inside baseball here, but the reality is, in, especially in the film and TV production world, there are so many different jobs that exist that aren't just on screen or running a camera. There are so many little pieces that come together to to, to create collaboration. So how does that come together during the camp for these individuals to maybe say, well, maybe on Monday I'm going to try this and Tuesday I'm going to try this. How much freedom do they have to kind of go out there and experiment a little bit? Uh, they have a lot of freedom. Uh, we like to call it kind of a, an approach of organized chaos where you know, <laughs> we, we like to just give them a chance to approach the process and say, this is what I want to write and create and direct. And everyone can really make their own film if they want to or they can come together. And we try and encourage folks to make collaborative films too. And that's where you see some of the longer ones and the advanced camp films. Uh, but really it's a, it's a process where people get to try out animation or stop motion animation, live action. We've got a green screen or we'll go out and shoot on set. Uh, we try and give folks the chance to, to then edit that together. But really, the focus is on confidence and you know, building that fun atmosphere. And in summer camp, it's two weeks, so we, we really try and focus on story uh, during that time and then flip that over to uh, doing a rough cut and an edit, and then the Creative Media Lab will take that on afterwards. And, and what about some of the equipment that, uh, that these filmmakers get a chance to, to try? I mean, are they shooting stuff on iPhones? Is it, is it sort of more heavy-duty big cams? What, what, kind of, what kind of equipment do you guys uh, put in their hands? Uh, well, we're, we started off with DSLRs, and uh, so we still have those for some of our bigger films where people are doing a lot more writing and putting a lot more... Um, uh, lot more effort into that that script and storyline uh then we're we're renting cameras as well and so we're we're looking at uh cameras that are a, a bit higher quality and we're shooting in 4k but we also uh of course we will shoot on any camera and uh as long as we have the chance to be able to create an opportunity for folks to tell that story and I'd be really remiss here if we didn't at least take an opportunity to talk about some of the great work you guys do throughout the year. So what are some of those programs that, that sort of fall outside the purview of that camp, but that really gives young people an opportunity all year to kind of find that creative thread that, that makes them tick? Well, we, we run a variety. Uh, so Creative Media Lab is our daytime Monday through Friday, and folks are coming, and they're typically out of school or they're on a college track or they're, they're working on experience for that. Uh, and then, of course, we do after-school programming where folks can come in and just have a creative space and, and learn a specific skill set. And there's no real age range for that. It's just 
folks really want to dig into learning a specific skill. And then, of course, we have Animation Club on, uh, on the weekends and Production Club. Uh, so really, it's just once a week, we have a regular rotation of a chance to come in and create, and that just continues to happen. And this is kind of an important question, too. Whereabouts in the city of Montreal are you guys located? Uh, we're in the Plateau, uh, so it's actually uh, right in the, the Gaspé buildings, and it's you know next to Ubisoft and all the other uh, creative industries. And so it's a really nice creative spot to be in, and we see a lot of connections and partnerships. Uh, next door to us, we have uh, Agence Topo, and we did a VR collaboration with them last year, creating VR experiences. So it's really nice to be able to... Uh, have experiences and collaborations in the arts as well. And that's another one of those professional streams that we want to forge. So the big screenings tonight, I think you told me, did you tell me it was going to be 45 projects that are going to make it onto the screen tonight? In the end, it was 45 projects. Holy we had God. around 60 that were made, but 45 <laughs> that are screened tonight. So so obviously for folks tonight in the Rialto Theatre are going to have a great opportunity to, to take these in and, and, and sort of have an opportunity to experience the work of these great creative individuals. Uh, but what about some folks at home who maybe are thinking, well, this isn't fair. They're talking about this cool project. I can't get a chance to see it. Uh, where can folks maybe check it out online when, when the show's done? They can certainly check it out online. Uh, you know, we've just launched something called Spectrum Live, and we made 12 episodes of it last year. It's on our YouTube channel, so Production Spectrum on YouTube. And we have a whole bank of films there, so people can watch films from past years. We have nine years and lots of lots of great uh, uh, subject matter, of course, a bunch from Spectrum Cinematic Universe that you're going to see tonight. Uh, there's, you're going to hear some, from some of those folks. Uh, and some of those are curated together. So I do recommend checking out Spectrum Live because it's a, a hosted variety show. It's themed by and for the autistic community, and it's, uh, it's really great. You're going to see the hosts up on stage, the MCs, and we'll hear from them later in the evening too. Oh, amazing. Uh, so one last question here before we let you go. Uh, not to put you on the spot here, but the last couple of years you've had a chance to kind of take the show on the road. Any plans to go on the road this year? Uh, actually, we're thinking about it, still uh, still in plan planning mode, uh, but Toronto, I think, is quite likely because we plan to replicate our programming there. The production club that works so well on the weekends, uh, we ran a camp there last summer, and we plan to, to start that up again this January. And to launch that, we'd like to have a screening, uh, perhaps one in Halifax, too. Dan, that sounds unbelievable. Thank you so much for letting us crash the party tonight. We're so, so thrilled to be here, but you know, enough of you. Let's talk to some of these filmmakers as we, get, as we move on with the show. Sounds great. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm glad that you came to crash the party. Oh, we always love crashing a party. It's my raison d'etre. That was Dan Tenveen. He is the director of Another Sort, quote-unquote, the chief cook and the bottle washer at Spectrum Productions. We're going to take a very quick break here on AMI-audio, but on the other side... We're going to meet some of these filmmakers who've been working their tails off, working their fingers off, and working their brains off, making sure to put together some pretty interesting content tonight. This is AMI-audio live. We are at the Spectrum Productions Gala from the Rialto Theatre in Montreal. I'm Dave Brown. You are you, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. It's AMI Audio Live. We are in Montreal in the Rialto Theater for the Spectrum Productions 9th Annual Screening Gala. 45 projects are going to be shown to the public tonight from some amazing filmmakers. And we're so excited to be able to bring a few of them onto the show right now. I want to welcome into the show Sierra and Sam. Sam, welcome to the show. Hello. Welcome. Sierra, welcome to the show. Thank you for being part of it. Yeah, no problem. So, Sam, I want to start with you. Oh. What's the project that you worked on for the screening tonight? Uh, the biggest one that I've really worked on with my friends is New Age of Heroes Cataclysm, a sequel to the 2016 New Age of Heroes 
oh, we've got a sequel coming on tonight. You know, Dan was just talking about yeah. the Spectrum Universe. Oh my! So, so tell us a little bit about the, the film folks are going to get to see tonight. Oh uh, yeah, um, uh, Cataclysm. Yeah, please. Um, I won't get won't give any spoilers. No, spo- right? no spoilers, of course. Um, it's just like I'm a. Uh, Six of uh, heroes, like some of them ha- are just like um, uh, two familiar faces from the first one, and then we got like um, uh, four new characters, um, uh, which is Dragon, White Wolf, The Strike, and Arcana. And I see you're rocking a bit of a superhero look tonight. Are you, yep. one, of the, are you one of the superheroes in the show? Yes, the character is actually Electine, which I created. Very cool. Very cool. So, Sierra, I want to bounce the ball over to you for a minute here. What's the project that, you're, that you brought to the table tonight? So, I worked as a counselor all summer, so I had a hand in almost every project. But uh, my main focus is on uh, basically the SCU, or the Spectrum Cinematic Universe. And I played the White Wolf in that story. And then I played many other characters, like Silver in uh, Alucard, and just random extras here and there. So uh, I had a hand in almost everything. So as, as a counselor, obviously, there's, there's a lot of responsibility, both from sort of a creative and a logistic point of view. Mm-hmm. What, what brought you into that role? Why did you want to be a counselor even after you made some films previously? I uh, just loved it there. I was just a, a participant for three weeks, and I fell in love with the place right away uh, because of um, Dan bringing me in and basically like introducing me to everyone and I basically stuck by his side for the first week there since I only knew him but then I grew to love and uh, appreciate everyone else in the studio so um, since they realized that I do have some acting skills they're like hey why don't you uh, come next summer for uh, the entire summer camp and be a counselor so I was like oh yeah I will be. So for both you guys, this is not your first rodeo. You've had a chance to make these films before and have had a chance to show some of your work to the people. But Sam, how are you feeling tonight knowing there's this big project you're going to be on screen, rocking that superhero look? How are you feeling? I think everyone's going to really enjoy it. Uh, Yeah, they're really going to enjoy it for like um, a New Age of Heroes Cataclysm. Yeah, it's going to be one of the biggest um, uh, trump card that we've ever done in Spectrum Productions history. Okay, then. (laughs) Sierra, what, what, what about you? I mean, obviously, it's an opportunity where you've, you've been able to show your work to the crowd before, but do you still get those butterflies on the night of the screenings? Um, yeah, I definitely get butterflies, like wondering what people think of it and whether I uh, really looked good on camera or not. But uh, since I don't live here in the city, I get butterflies mostly because I'm seeing like my community again for the, very, for the first time in a long time. So uh, it's just... Uh, it's just a lot of good emotions uh, yeah. overall. It's that, it's that red carpet feeling, right? It's when you get oh, a chance yeah. to kind of parachute in a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Sam, I want to come back to you for a second here because obviously superhero movies are this kind of unique, this unique thing, and they, and they really draw a lot of eyeballs to them, and people just love them. So what is it that you like about superhero movies? Like the plot, like um, uh, the um, uh, action, the story, like, um, uh, for example, like Avengers Infinity War, like it had a sad ending. Because, every, like, half of the characters died. And Captain America Civil War, you get one hero fighting each other. A couple of heroes fighting each other. Like, um, uh, Batman, Superman, Donald Justice. You get, like, um, uh, two superheroes fight it out until, like, this... Mar- until they one the Superman says Marfa, and then Batman questions is, why did you say that name? So, why, how would you compare that to the SCU? Uh, we, um, uh, I didn't even know. It's, it's some 
Yeah, basically, if I even compare that to the SEU, like I'm a, like I'm a, the only SEUs uh, begun when it's like in 2014 with Galactic Justice. Mm-hmm. I better be careful. Sierra's gonna be is a better interviewer than me. Look at that, just jumping right in there, oh doing, my God. doing doing oh. as Sierra pleases. That's good though. You see, look at this professional development for everybody all around. Hey, Sierra, just just as you had this opportunity this summer to kind of be a pro, be a part of a project, sort of on the screen and behind the scenes, and as a counselor, what's your favorite part of working on a film? Just working with my friends. Like this community has given me more than I could ever ask for. Uh, I can just be my quirky self. Uh, I can put in whatever ideas I want, and I don't have to worry about uh, being seen as ridiculous or uh, have my ideas not be considered at all. So just being in a place where I can be creative and that my ideas and opinions matter, it just means the world to me. Yeah, collaboration is such kind of a wonderful thing to do, and mm-hmm. you know you can get your, your fingertips on so many different parts of the process. Sam, last question goes to you, and it's very oh. similar to, to Sierra here. What was your favorite part about what you were working on this summer? I believe, like, the filming, because it was, like, really hot, and I had to be in, like, costumes all day, uh, like, everything, like, everything, like, I'm a, you get to hang out a lot when you're, like, putting the scenes together for my job, like, my job after, in post-production is, like, I'm a, putting the scenes together before I'm a, the effects and music and sound effects stuff. That's awesome. Well, guys, I cannot wait to see the project tonight. Can't wait to see all the great work that you and your colleagues have been doing. And, guys, we really appreciate you taking some time to be with us today. I know yeah. it's kind of a big night, so we, we appreciate you guys taking a few minutes away. Yeah, no problem. No, oh, thank you. Yeah, that's Sam and Sierra. They're a couple of the young filmmakers who are engaging and making some of this incredible work come tonight, come together tonight as we're at the Spectrum Productions 9th Annual Screening Gala. This is AMI-audio live. I'm Dave Brown. Don't go anywhere, though, because we're going to be back and meet even more of those individuals that are putting their imagination, their work, onto film, well, digital film, <laughs> putting it together and screening it tonight from the ninth annual Spectrum Productions Screening Gala. This is AMI-audio live. Welcome back. It's AMI-audio live. We are in Montreal, Quebec at the Rialto Theatre. We're at the Spectrum Productions 9th Annual Screening Gala in the silent auction room, which is really filling up. Got lots of crowd coming in here, mulling about, milling about, getting ready to see 45 different screenings of projects put together by the Spectrum Productions crew tonight. And again, the crew depends on amazing young filmmakers, and we're super lucky to be joined by two more of them. Brendan and Thomas, guys, welcome to the program. Hi. Hello. So I want to throw it over to Brendan first. Brendan, tell me about the film that you worked on for tonight's screening. Uh, so tonight I worked on a film called New Age of Heroes Cataclysm, which is a film, a uh, sequel to um, a film that I, me and a bunch of uh, others made uh, two years ago called, well, New Age of Heroes. And uh, in the movie I play the Shadow, who's pretty much a play on, like, Batman and a few other uh, characters that are, like, dark and angsty type, I guess. Okay, yeah, I like that. Uh, and, and, and Thomas, so what about yourself? Uh, you guys were working on this one together, right? Yes, we were. Uh, so pretty much I, as well, playing a superhero in New Age of Heroes Cataclysm. He's known as the Strike. He's a speedster with abilities very similar to the Flash, but others that even he cannot possess. And he's a multiverse speedster, to be precise. 
Now, were you guys both part of the 2016 production, the original as well? Uh, I was, uh, Thomas, not so much. No, because I never even knew anything about it then. So I'm going to ask, so I'm going to start with Brendan here, and then I'm going to come back to you in a second, Thomas. Brendan, why did you want to be a superhero? Um, well, superheroes have played a very important part of my life. I grew up, uh, well, all, with all sorts of uh, superheroes like uh, Spider-Man, Batman, I already mentioned, uh, amongst others, and... Um, I see superheroes as like basically someone you could look up to and see as like, well, a hero. Yeah. No, I mean it makes total sense, right? That we think about these individuals who who go out and sacrifice themselves, right, for the greater good. It's such it's such kind of an integral part of the storytelling that we've been getting for thousands and thousands of years. So, Thomas, why did you want to be a superhero? Well, I've actually been inspired by superheroes. When I was a kid, like I've seen like uh, very old cartoons, like uh, the Spectacular Spider-Man, and I've been seeing like uh, the Flash by the CW, and that's what really inspired me to create uh, the Strike. Um, so yeah, I thought it would actually like I've been making videos on of my own on my YouTube channel same a few years ago, and uh, when my mom learned about this, I thought this would actually be an opportunity to like maybe kind of try and spread the char- my character story out more. So both of you guys have had that experience of, of making videos before. So what is it that drew you to it? What do you like about it? And Thomas, we're going to start with you, and then Brendan will come back to you. So what, what do you like about it? What, do you, what, what is it that draws you to or makes you enjoy making videos? I think the thing that uh, inspires me to make videos is like how there's all these uh, cool visual effects and uh, like uh, the color correction that many different films make and use. And I think that's actually something that's what makes it more like uh, effect different like when it comes to like towards like uh, the emotion or uh, like uh, the action in a certain scene and I think that's actually what one of the most important things about a film Brendan what about yourself what is it that you enjoy about making films uh, films um, making films just um, I enjoy them because I get to tell my own story that's what really drawn me toward it and um, and now I'm uh, doing film at Dawson oh r- wicked my uh, my cousin Joey was in the was in the film program oh, with nice. Dawson years and years and years ago. Cool. Because I'm an old man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Joey, you're not old. I know you're listening. You're not an old, big guy. Uh, so, so for both you guys, this is an opportunity where you got to kind of create your own superhero too. What's that like for you guys as you kind of get in and you're part of the camp and you're part of the crew and you're designing this superhero? Brendan, what was that? What was that like for you? As you're thinking, this is the character that I'm making. This is the character that I'm creating. How did you go about doing that? Um, I really wanted to, to think of ideas of what, if I was a superhero, what would my powers be and what would my costume look like? And um, I, I drew a lot of inspiration for my costume from a bunch of uh, other characters. Um, uh, my, my costume was actually heavily inspired by a character from South Park called uh, Mysterion. I remember that episode. I remember that episode. <laughs> Fantastic hey, I'm, episode. I'm, I'm, I might be an old man, but I'm not that old. I'm still, <laughs> still down with the South Park. Hey, you know, Thomas, I want to come back to you too, because obviously you were one of the sort of the new characters introduced into the sequel, into what's called the Spectrum Cinematic Universe. Exactly. How did, how did you go about creating this character to kind of fit in with the rest of the gang? Well, to be honest, I actually created this character a few years ago, and... I used to, like, be obsessed with, like, having, like, so many superpowers that I would be, like, kind of, like, almost completely unstoppable, like Superman. But over time, I thought, you know, that's kind of uninteresting to me, if you ask me. And I thought that maybe, like, if having a certain power would be the right way to do it, then that's what I would go with. And being able to, like, 
be part of like a, a cool uh, universe where there's all these unique characters and abilities. I think that's like one of the many things that like that's something that you've never tried before, and it's something totally new to you. And Thomas, I'm going to stick with you here for one more second. How does it feel knowing that such a large group of people are going to get to experience your art tonight? Well, it's honestly kind of like uh, it gives you like uh, it gives it gives me sorry it gives me this like a uh, kind of nervous feeling like there's going to be a lot of people seeing it and I can be all towards like hearing about what people think about it and uh, I do hope that I do get at least some positive uh, reviews and opinions about it. Well, just based on what I'm hearing already from, from sort of meeting you guys who worked on the project, it sounds like it's going to be really, really cool. Brendan, not your first rodeo, but any butterflies for you tonight? How are you feeling before the screening? Um, I'm, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm very excited. That the nervous side of me is uh, thankfully on the, the, the lower side of the scale. Uh, but I'm just really excited to finally see this movie. I've been uh, trying to watch a, like early cut of the movie ever since... Uh, uh, the production club that we have on the weekends uh, started again, and uh, I find it uh, weird that they actually didn't allow me to see it until now, considering that, I mean, I didn't even have to see the movie. I lived it. So did Thomas. Literally. Well, they, they knew that you were going to be talking to the crooked media here, so they didn't want to make sure that any, any spoilers were going to get on the air. <laughs> no, uh, spoilers. The show. no spoilers. No spoilers. Tonight. Hey, guys, we really appreciate you making time to be with us today. Of course. Um, I know it's obviously a busy day for you guys as you're getting ready to screen the thing. So, listen, enjoy it tonight. Have fun tonight. And uh, best of luck with your studies, guys, moving uh, forward. All right, thanks. Absolutely. And can I just quickly say, I think that the way for us like, to really show uh, our New Age of Heroes film is to like, honor both Stan Lee and his partner, uh, yeah. Steve Dictico. Yes, uh, rest in peace to uh, what many would see as the god of comic books. Yeah, you Evil. know, guys, that's that's a great point. We can't thank you enough for, for bringing that point uh, forward, of, too. Of course. Obviously, Stan Lee was someone who had such a huge influence on all, cr- creative individuals all over the world, exactly. right? So uh, we all hope you enjoy every film that's going to be here at the gala, especially uh, New Age of Heroes, and uh, we hope you all have a good night. Yep. But, that's awesome. Hey, guys, thank you again. Of course. Brendan and Thomas, a couple great of these young filmmakers who are part of the ninth annual Spectrum Productions screening gala here at the Rialto Theater in Montreal. This is AMI-audio live. We are staying on location. We've got a couple more filmmakers to talk to before it's all said and done, not to mention, coming up a little bit later in the show, we're going to throw to the stage, and here's some of the opening ceremonies going on here, hearing from a lot of individuals who work at Spectrum Productions, but also a couple special guests as well. But as, as we learned from Brendan Thomas, no spoiler alerts. No spoiler alerts. you got to stay tuned into AMI-audio live to get more on top of that. I am Dave Brown. We'll be right back. Welcome back to AMI-audio live. We are in the silent auction room of the Rialto Theater for the very special production of Spectrum Productions' ninth annual screening gala showcasing the filmmaking achievements, 45 different projects of 60 different members of young filmmakers on the Spectrum. We're so, so psyched to be talking to these young filmmakers who've put their heart and soul into making some pretty awesome art projects tonight, although I do want to paint one little picture for you guys our producer, Karen McGee, just put popcorn next to me, thinking, Dave Brown's not going to eat popcorn while he's on the air. Incorrect, Karen. I'm shoving popcorn in my mouth right now. Oh, that's great audio. Um, I want to welcome to the show, Raf and Anthony. Hey, Raf, hey, Anthony. Thanks for making time for us tonight. We appreciate it. I appreciate you, it, too, man. If, um, if, if I don't get my drool in the popcorn, I'll share it with you guys, too. 
Um, I already have my own. So. Okay, you've already got your own. Okay, good. So, Raph, I want to start with you. What was the film that you worked on for the screening tonight? Uh, this day, I worked on Codes 3, which is going to be the final coding, which is basically the final movie of uh, the Code series. So, what's the Code series about? Well, it's about two Asians. Well, it basically, that there's one that is uh, serious agent and there's one that's the goofy agent i was the goofy agent and uh, basically uh, this this film is like action-packed but also very funny because i have inspirations from uh rush hour three um bad boys two i have inspirations from those films to making that series so how cool was it to be given kind of that creative freedom to take movies that you loved and let them inspire your own series of movies i think that is just a, a beginning of something that uh, is going to be big, you know? Like, you make a small thing in your mind and then turns to a big imagination. And when a big imagination, you let that out for all people to see, it's a masterpiece, as we be called. That's, I mean, that's such a beautiful way of putting it. And, you know, your colleague, Anthony, was nodding along there with a big smile on his face as you were saying that. So, Anthony, what's, what's the project that you're, that you're screening tonight? Yeah, I'm doing uh, a movie called Where's Brian Now, which is a sequel to uh, what I did last year with Brisman. And it's uh, basically about a superhero. And it's been five years since he quit being a superhero because he didn't <laughs> like it because it was too much work. And uh, his superhero agent wasn't uh, getting enough revenue from him. So uh, he just uh, rebelled against everyone. So now uh, all the interviewers want to find out where he is and if he's broke or anything. And they find out that he's like uh, just in his house. He's chilling. But they want to get a, a juicy story out of him. So they give him a hard time. You know, similar to the question that I asked Raph, I mean, obviously that's such a unique idea and such a unique way of approaching the superhero genre. How cool is it that not only were you able to not just come up with your own idea last year, but sort of continue the idea this year? Oh, uh, yeah, that's awesome. And that's the best thing about going to Spectrum. There's no limits. I can, you, you can go in, you can do whatever, whatever you want. Oh, Anything. It's so cool. No. You, you know, Raph, I want to come back to you here. So obviously you've had a chance to work on this project and it's such like, it's such a cool experience and you're, and you're borrowing all this inspiration. What was it that, that made you want to kind of start in the first place? To kind of first put an idea onto, onto film and then into a movie? Well, this takes me back to Codes 1. Basically, I had no idea of what film should I make. Like, I've been featured on all these films. How about I make my own? So I was like, okay, what do I think? Okay, I'm thinking, ah, Two Agents, my favorite movie. A cop movie. Nice. Okay, yeah. cool. So, boom, I wrote the script. And I was like, hmm, nah, this is too serious, man. I have to put some funny stuff. So I was like, boom, 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 put funny stuff. Dang. Done. Script. We, when we went to film, it was last minute. So all the, st all the effects was not really prepared and the actors were not really prepared. But it's a series, right? So I was like, wow, it's so much fun. Then Sam, the one of the guys in the camp was supposed to be uh, the serious agent, but he didn't have time. He had to work on electing and stuff. So, you know, huh. So they took Josh, uh, one of uh, uh, the other campies, and when I saw him act, I was like, oh, my God, he's played the best serious character. This will be amazing. So I have to keep doing this. You know, for, for both you guys, now it's an opportunity where you've sort of built your universes and you've gotten started and you're working on, on sequels. So, Anthony, what's, what's that like for you as a filmmaker to know that 
that not only can you sort of create your own idea, but you can build on the year before. How does that help you as a filmmaker as you build your experience every year? Well, you know, when you work on an idea, then you come to Spectrum, you realize that, okay, well, you have this idea, but you need to make it work because you have like two, three weeks to do it. So given the people that you're working with, given the equipment that you have, you need to learn how to manage it with mm. uh, everything. So it's it's good when you're going into the film industry to know that not everything is, is going to plan exactly the way that it is. You're going to have to... Um, you know, compromise, but at the end of the day, you know, when everything's done, you're, it just feels amazing to finish a product, you know? Well, you know, guys, uh, we're just about running out of time here, so I'm just going to throw one last quick one at you, because I think both of you kind of mentioned it now. You've gotten a taste of filmmaking, you've come back a couple of times. Are you guys thinking about making a career in filmmaking? Raph, we'll start with you. What? Well, career of filmmaking? I think so. I think so. I should be a good filmmaker, I guess. I should be a good actor, since I am. I already am. <laughs> Not to be cocky, but it's true. <laughs> well, you know what? I can tell you, you're dressed sharp. You're dressed to the nines tonight, uh, looking pure fresh red carpet. Fresh to death, yeah. baby. Fresh to death. You already know. <laughs> yeah. And, and, Anthony, what, what about you, man? Like, obviously, you've had a chance to work on this a couple of years. What, like, you thinking maybe, uh, maybe a career here? Something around filmmaking, you know, I really like sound design. I want to go into that. And uh, there's, there's a lot of that in demand with filmmaking, so for sure. Hey, that's awesome. Hey, guys, best of luck with the projects tonight. I hope the folks out there in listener land and audience land really get a chance to enjoy the work you did. And, guys, enjoy it tonight. So obviously, it's a great opportunity to, to show we your thank work to you a bunch so of people. Thanks, man. Thanks. Hey, appreciate it. That's Raf and Anthony. They've got a couple projects coming up tonight that are going to be on the screen. But before we get to what's going on on the screen, we've got to throw over to the stage. You heard from Dan earlier in the show, so let's start at the main stage here for the beginning and the opening ceremonies. But before we get things started off, we'd like to uh, bring some guests onto the stage. First up, we'd like to welcome Senator Jim Munson to give a word. Jim Munson has been a big supporter of our organization and of disability issues in general. So, Senator Munson, report to the stage, please. Senator Munson, where are you? Oh no. He's late. All right. So we're going to we're going to push that back a little bit and we're going to invite our director Dan on stage to give the word from the director. Uh, thanks everyone for coming here. I'm also going to ask our team to come up on stage. I know our, our hosts are part of that crew. Uh, and in part just because I want to highlight the hard work that uh, this team has put into this screening, this gala and this organization over the last uh, year and of course beyond that as well. Uh, really proud of what everyone's done and very, very excited to uh, to have everyone here tonight. So first off, thank you guys for coming. You guys are our, our community and we rely on you guys to uh, to be here and celebrate with us and to see these amazing films. I also want to give a shout out to all the filmmakers. Uh, you guys' creative ideas are what keeps Spectrum going. Uh, you are the, the lifeblood of the organization and we're really, really proud to to have you all here and to be able to celebrate these films on the big screen. Uh, it's what our organization is about. It's about uh, opportunities for autism in media production, in talent, in film, and we love seeing your guys' stories year after year. Uh, our ninth annual year, I can't believe that we've made it this far and we have such a, an amazing community. So many people have made it out. So thank you guys all for, uh, for being here. Uh, I wanted to give a, uh, an introduction to our, our staff team. I need to just grab this... Uh, microphone. Uh, so on the left here we have Michelle Pekovic. Uh, she is our uh, development coordinator, office extraordinaire, uh, event planner, 
Uh, Cameron Mitchell, our director of production, he's that behind-the-scenes wizard who uh, makes all of the technical things happen and, uh, you know, has been working a lot this year developing some things, uh, put together Spectrum Live. Uh, that's been a show that, uh, of course, you met the host tonight, Eric and Hunter. Uh, Hunter, uh, sorry, Eric has been on our board for, well, since the beginning. He's a very core part of our organization. Uh, he's uh, also an editing wizard. Uh, he's reached that wizard donkey status. Uh, Hunter uh, is our social media uh, coordinator, uh, new to us this year, and uh, very, very uh, talented at being the, the host of Spectrum Live. Uh, Hunter and Eric have done a great job on that. Uh, and of course, we have Felipe, our animation coordinator, and uh, as well, great at, at the bow. There's Sonia, uh, who runs our, our programs, programs coordinator. Uh, so thanks, everyone, to, uh, for all of your hard work. You guys are amazing. And, uh, of course, I want to give a shout-out to the summer camp staff this year. Uh, there was so much energy and uh, excitement. I don't know where you guys are, but... Uh, yeah, I see you guys all through the crowd. There were so many of you and so much excitement. Uh, you guys are a core part of uh, this screening. Uh, without further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Cameron, who's going to talk a little bit about the production process this year and some of our... Hello, everybody. Uh, yeah, I'd just like to thank everybody for coming out. It's great. It's already filling up by the looks of things. Hard to see with these lights, uh, but it's good. Yeah, as Dan mentioned, uh, we've done a bunch of new production things this year, one being Spectrum Live, which is a huge achievement for us that we've just done ourselves because we think it's the right thing to do. And Hunter and Eric have now taken over that fully. It runs by themselves. They create it. They curate all the content. It's a wonderful thing, and we're all very proud of it. The other being we started a film festival last year, a Spectrum Film Fest, Spectrum Fest, officially, uh, and that is also the first autism film festival here in Montreal, so we're really proud of that too, that's in April, uh, we'll be doing that again next year, so you get to see all these lovely films from the summer camp here tonight, and we'll also be playing extra films from other programs uh, at the Spectrum Fest. Uh, super proud of everybody that came to summer camp. Everyone worked amazingly hard. I can see them all up there. Again, the lights are blinding. Uh, but, yeah, amazing crew, amazing staff. Everyone pulled together and did a great job. And we couldn't be prouder as a team. And it's amazing to see it grow like it has. I think that's all I got to say. Dan has one more thing to say. <laughs> The final thing, I really wanted to make sure that we give a shout-out to uh, the board of directors of Spectrum Productions. Uh, I rely on the board so much. Uh, we all do. And they have been amazing this past year in guiding the organization, in uh, helping us with our strategic plan from where we've come, from a small summer camp to uh, a vibrant eight-program, seven-days-a-week organization with all these talented people and talented filmmakers that are a part of it. And so a huge thank you to our board of directors, uh, Doug Mitchell, Karine Vallot, uh, myself, Liam O'Rourke, who's in uh, Halifax at the moment, Jennifer Bell, uh, newest member, Frederick Bobat, uh, who's also been a great uh, addition. Am I missing someone? I hope not. Uh, and Kevin McDonough, I'm sorry. Uh, 
And Kevin. Uh, so thank you to our board as well. I will say one thing more. This is why you write notes and you probably stick to them because I just never remember what I'm going to say. But uh, one thing that we're really proud of is our production company too. We're being, we started a production company with the idea of running people through our Creative Media Lab and our other programs to actually build to a technical career. Uh, and it has grown immensely over this last year. We went from about 40000 revenue all the way up to about $100,000 this year. Uh, so we're very proud of that. We hire people autism first. It's pretty much one of a kind system at this point, and we're very, very proud of it, and it continues to grow. So if you're looking for a career and you want to start just in a creative sense, it can lead to something, and we're, we're there to help you. Without further ado, ado, ado? <laughs> we want to invite all of our participants and summer camp staff on stage for a little cheer and a bow. You guys deserve it. So come on up. Also, uh, lovely Julie and Leo, can you please bring that chocolate basket over here? We're going to do the draw for the chocolate basket. Oh, yes. Because we can't have a sc- an event like this without the participants and our staff. They're the lifeblood, as was said before. And, yeah, we can't do any of this without them. So give them a round of applause. So everyone's still kind of coming up. We've had, I think this is this year was the record in summer camp attendance with around, I think, about 55 participants. So I every see. camp was full, and we're showing off 55, about 55 participants showing 60 films. I'm seeing a lot of familiar faces right now. Here, here is, uh, it's oh my God, it's Electine. <gasps> you guys, Electine is here. Wow. Hi. All right. All right. So everyone, give a bow. Everybody, bow. All right. Is everyone ready to see some movies? All right. Let's do it. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. So once again, uh, we invite silence in the main room during during the films. You can hang out in the silent auction room whenever you like and chat out there. We have a TV streaming, so you won't miss anything. Have a great uh, movie watching experience, folks. Thanks for being here. And there's still plenty of room up on the balcony for those who are a bit more sound sensitive. It's a bit it's a bit quieter up there. So, without further ado, let's begin. Hey, what do you know? It's the sound of Dave Brown one more time here as we had a chance to sort of cut away from the stage there as the filmmakers are getting back into their seats and getting ready to strap in for a big night of filmmaking here from the ninth annual Spectrum Productions screening gala from the Rialto Theatre in Montreal. Wow, 45 different projects are going to be shown tonight. Over 55 filmmakers attending the summer camps and the year-round production work at Spectrum. Just incredible. A huge opportunity for these young filmmakers to show their work and show their creativity. What an amazing platform being given to them. We're joined by Karen McGee. She was sort of the producer, well, she was the producer on this particular piece. Okay, she's shaking her head and saying no, but Karen, you were the one who kind of brought this story to our attention to say, we should go, we should set up a live studio and meet some of these young filmmakers. So this is something you've been to a couple of years. Why was it something you felt we should share with the audience across the country? Well, I discovered Spectrum Productions a couple of years ago, and walking into the actual facility is one of the most amazing things. I mean, and I've seen it grow over the couple of years, and the young people are the same when you go back. I see a lot of them the same, and one person in particular, Peter, he does a little show called Sweets with Pete's, 
and it's a YouTube series, and he cooks. And it's really good things like brownies, Dave. And he, hot dogs. He's making hot, hot dogs he's making exactly today. He's making the hot dogs. He's got his chef hat on. But he makes brownies that are healthy. And he's so excited. He greets everybody who comes in, and he's wonderful, and I adore him, and I, go, I adore going to see there. And the production feels silly. I mean, they have a green screen. I didn't have a green screen in college when I went yeah. to learn production. And there's just a feeling when you go there. Um, everybody's included. It's very inclusive. And they have old video games, too. They have, it, it's, not, it's not just about making video games. Oh, video we games. know what drew your attention. And okay, yeah, Karen, yeah. I get but, it now. But it's not just about making videos. And it's not just about making um, films for these guys. It's about inclusion. And it's about being part of a community, about people who share a common interest. And they have social nights. I'm sure Dan talked about this, too. They have the social nights. And the people that come to this... They have so much fun, and you can tell even here tonight. Like people are seeing people they haven't seen for a while. They're spread out across the country. There's, there's lots of hugs. There's and- an awesome energy in the room. There's been an awesome energy since we stepped in here, even before the doors opened to the public. There was an awesome energy in here. Totally agree. Um, and I just want to go back to Peter for a second because I'm really interested yes. in his film tonight. Yes. Before I forget, he's going to be doing a video to um, Radio Gaga from Queens, from Queens, yeah. and I'm yeah, very yeah. excited to see that because he's very creative and a lot of fun. But like you said, it's a feeling of excitement. It's a feeling of, like, you walk in here, people from all across the country, and there's some people that come up from New York State. They're just hugs and there's love, and that's what I love. Yeah, and Karen, we love that you brought this to our attention. It's one that you and I have been talking about trying to do the TV side for a couple of years. Finally, now that I'm in the radio booth, it's a lot easier to boss me around and make me go places. <laughs> that's Karen McGee. She essentially was the, we'll call her the de facto producer on this little bit here. Of course, Andy Frank was the executive producer on this piece. Uh, Mark Aflalo was our in-house tech. Nick Lisk's working hard in Toronto, making sure this gets to your eardrums. You know, that's enough from me. I want to get into that room and see some of these films going on tonight. Again, Dave Brown here from AMI-audio lives special broadcast from the ninth annual spectrum gala screening we'll talk to you later in the week on the pulse until then play safe play fair but don't forget to have some fun this was an ami podcast for more accessible media visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. 
every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.